Thanks for tuning in to the Undercuts interview with sports handicapper Nick Hennian from the Chicago Tribune and Action Network. Please rate and review and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. All right, so we are thrilled to have back on the show our first ever guest, Nick Hennian. How is it going today? I am well, Jason. I appreciate you having me back. It is an honor to be welcomed back on the show. Last, well, we met during the middle of the season last time, but we also met pretty much exactly the same time the first time we met. I was thinking we were two races in, going to Australia. Um, we're in a much different place than we were last time we were here. We are. It's kind of it's kind of a crazy F1 world we live in, isn't it? It is. I can't really get a handle on how it's necessarily going to go other than everybody chasing Red Bull at the moment. That Yeah, that's my opinion, too. It's going to be really interesting to when we get to the point of the season where it's like, okay... And the conversation just shifts to, okay, who's going to be second in the constructors? Who's going to be third in the driver's championship? Where we just acknowledge that, you know, Red Bull are going to be one, two in the driver's championship. Obviously, we don't know what order that's going to be. But right. and we acknowledge that they are far and away going to run away with the, you know, with the constructors championship. And we start changing the conversation into, okay, who's the second best team? Who's the best driver? Sans Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Right. And you had actually spoken about, I don't know if the last time we met, they were doing this yet, but they're now doing the without Max Verstappen championship betting. I don't know if you've saw, you've seen that on there. It definitely makes for some more interesting betting than what we were looking at last year when it was just like either bet, Red Bull or you don't really have a shot. It certain, yeah, it certainly does. It, if you were brave enough to take somebody in the preseason, but basically you can't bet into that market right now. You need, you need some live results to happen to lead to a question that Sergio Perez is not the second best driver amongst the grid. Yeah. And I don't see that happening right now. So if you took that, if you took Sergio Perez in the preseason, then good for you. You probably are holding on to a winning ticket, but I mean, at this point, it's really, and, and I mean, you heard Lewis Hamilton acknowledge it. He's like, wow, it's like that car is really fast. And yeah. at this point, you kind of just have to tip your cap and be like, well, it's going to be a boring season. Red Bull's going to win the constructors. They're probably going to win the driver's championship. The only suspense is, is it Verstappen? Is it not Verstappen? So we'll kind of have to wait and see how the races pan out. Do you think that there's a chance of, Checo taking a step up this year and maybe actually because they're one point apart after two races right um, yeah I don't know that's sort of the one pain point that Red Bull's going to experience this year and I'll be very interested to see how it kind of plays out those inner team dynamics because if I'm Sergio Perez I am not seeding positioning I am not following team orders I am going against the wishes of the team because obviously it's in Red Bull's interest to have Verstappen win as many titles as possible because they want him in that conversation with Lewis Hamilton and, you know, Michael Schumacher. Exactly. So it's in their interest to keep promoting him and trying to help him win as many titles as possible. But, you know, if I'm Perez, you know, I, I signed a new contract. They have little to hold over me. 
And if I'm in it, I'm going for it. So I think that could be interesting just to see how that potential friction plays out in Red Bull. But, you know, it's the same car, like they're driving the same car. And if, if what Lewis Hamilton is saying is true, that it's the car that's exceedingly, you know, top tier and way above the rest, then there's no reason that Sergio Perez can't win the driver's championship this year. Yeah, but you're right in saying that they're obviously going to gear everything towards Red Bull. I mean, they always say, you know, equal to both drivers. But in the history of Red Bull, we've seen it all the time with Seb and Weber, with Danny and Seb, with Danny and Max. They always go to the person that they think has the best chance. You know, they'll always say it's equal opportunity. Some teams aren't even. We know it's a, we know it's that. not though. <laughs> yeah, I just read Mark Weber's book, which is really really interesting, um, but it really shines a light on how Red Bull does business because we ought. We, I mean, we we know at this point how it all goes down, but it's interesting to see from a driver who really had a great chance at winning a world championship, and they just kind of took it away from him because. Uh, Marco wanted, uh, or Helmet wanted, um, Seb to win the title. But yeah, I agree. It's looking like everybody chasing the Red Bulls at the moment. But there have been some interesting developments coming into this year from last year. Um, Aston Martin looks on fire. It's it's really impressive from them. I certainly not me after what's I think they got seventh last year and now they are. I think that yeah, I think that's right. And now I th- they are, they look like the second best team. I mean, it's still so early, but right now I can't pick another team over them. I, I am I'm taking the more pessimistic view of them because we still don't. Uh, Lance Stroll still has to prove himself. Yeah. Are they? Do they have the third best driver? Maybe like Alonso in that car is as it stands, the third best driver on the grid. Yeah. But we don't really know what Lance Stroll looks like. And so I think putting saying that they're the second best team right now is a little premature, especially given, you know, the experience of both Ferrari and Mercedes again, like betting wise, it's a small sample. Like it's a true race sample at this point. So it's easy to say like, Oh man, Aston Martin's going to be on the podium in every single race. Remember this was a Lance Stroll character that, you know, I don't think he was even in the top 10 in the driver's championship last year. Now does a, does a clearly superior car change that probably, but you know, I, I don't know if they're well positioned over the course of a 23 race season to be the second best team on the grid because for all of Mercedes's flaws, for all of Ferrari's flaws, they still experience does matter in this sport, I think. And driving a car that's to their credit, very good for the first time is, is no easy adjustment. And I wonder if we'll see some, you know, kinks in the iron per se, as the season goes on with them. Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a -a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F number one dot com, where you can put your theories to the test. You are hearing from... 
a lot of the teams down the grid, at least that Baku, which I believe is the race after Australia, but it's like a three week gap in between the two because of China not being there anymore. Um, but that's when the teams like McLaren, Mercedes are expected to bring these big up big updates. And um, that might be an interesting time to put some plays in because it's going to be a little bit up in the air. I don't know how the odds makers are going to think about, you know, doing those lines are going to have to go with what they've, what they've seen before, but it, it could be some interesting plays for some uh, nice money, depending on how these uh, developments come in. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think that's a really interesting conversation to be had of who's the best amongst Mercedes, Ferrari and Aston Martin. I'm personally taking an optimistic view on Mercedes because I think that, you know, what I just said about Aston Martin remains true. And this was a Ferrari team that their problems in the second half of last season seem to have, you know, continued forward into the beginning part of this season. And I will be very interested to see how they fare in Australia, given Leclerc won there last year. Right. Obviously, Sites crashed out on lap two, like in the early laps, yeah. I think. But this will kind of be a good benchmark for them because it is a good track for them because it's not as high speed through the straights, but Ferrari has always been known for their speed through the corners. Right. And this track does kind of give that a little bit of an edge. And if Ferrari fail at this, I think there's a real conversation of do they finish fourth in the constructors this year, which is going to be an odd conversation to be having for a team of their stature. But, you know, I think Mercedes is just kind of slowly flying under the radar and no one's really paying attention to them. But you have to remember they have a seven-time world champion and, you know, George Russell, who was easily the most consistent driver on the grid last year. So I think that if there is a team that can mount a challenge against Red Bull, now obviously a lot has to go wrong for Red Bull For for that to happen. I think if there is a team, if we get to a point where books start offering a like winner constructors winner without Red Bull, I will be very interested in getting in on Mercedes at that point. Like we said at this time last year, Ferrari was number one um, and Red Bull was chasing them with some issues on their car. I guess we've kind of been seeing those issues pop up again this year with Red Bull, not to the same extent as it was years back when Max was like DNFing five out of seven races. But, you know, Ferrari, like you said, this is really where they're going to have to show if they have any chance of, you know, even fighting in the top two, let alone fighting for for the championship. But Lewis is not making it seem like he's all that optimistic, but he's, I guess, known for kind of being pessimistic when it's tempering expectations yeah i mean i think that i don't put a lot of stock into you know lewis hamilton being like uh, they didn't listen to me i think that's just his way of trying to get updates in that will benefit him so i i think like it, it is worth paying attention to what lewis hamilton is saying about the mercedes car but I don't know, like, even with all those problems, are they still worse than Ferrari? Are they still worse than Aston Martin? I don't know. I don't, I personally don't think so. And I think as the season goes on, we saw what happened with Mercedes last year when they installed their updates. Like, look, they were, they almost won it. Circuit of the Americas, 
one one two at Brazil. So there were like I don't know like Mercedes. It's it's too early to tell with them because I think there is a point of view to be taken, which is you know it wasn't great at Jeddah, it wasn't great at Bahrain, but it wasn't great at those two tracks last year either. And then look what happened. They almost after all of those problems, they almost finished second in the constructors. So I think they're very savvy in that regard and I, and once the updates do come i think mercedes will be you know an interesting team to watch yeah i th- definitely think there's some some value there so i think last year at this time we all said all of us that were on the interview that williams were the worst team they are surprising this year you know we've seen some of the lower teams in the past like haas last year look really hot at the beginning Alpha looked Alpha Romeo looked really hot at the beginning last year, and then it kind of petered off. Um, but there might be some value with the new American driver who has made some mistakes, and you know Logan Sargent, obviously, but he seems to have the pace, and we know Albon is able to make you know points finishes from nowhere, really, even going the whole race without pitting until the last lap. Um, do you think there's some value in putting, you know, it seems right to maybe, you know, put them points finish. The value is probably there for Williams, probably not AlphaTauri who looked a little better last year, but a team like Williams, not McLaren, unfortunately, who is my squad. No, you know, we won't, it won't be seeing me put any bets on McLaren this week because, no. uh, they've lost their only Australian driver who I, who I, every year. <laughs> No matter how bad it was for Daniel Ricardo, he always it was always a great buy low spot when Daniel Ricardo went to Australia because he was just a great driver there. But yeah, now I mean, I will be very interested. I mean, the the top's going to be so boring this year. I'm going to be really interested to see what six through ten looks like. Yeah, because I think look, there's, there are a few different tiers. Like, Red Bull's clearly the best team. They're only losing the Constructors' Championship at their own undoing. And, it's and not then you have kind of the Australia. second tier. Yeah, you kind of have the second tier, which is Mercedes, Ferrari, and if you want to include Aston Martin, I guess you can include them. And then you kind of have Alpine, who's kind of clearly fifth best. Like, they're not yeah. the conversation with, but they're Which also clearly not as bad as some of the other teams. And then you're left with McLaren, Haas, Williams, AlphaTauri, Alpha Romeo. I am so interested to see how those five teams finish at the end of the year. And you're right, like there there are there are going to be opportunities for Williams. You do have to remember that they share a lot of the same characteristics as the Mercedes car. So you can kind of extrapolate the data and be like, okay. At tracks, Mercedes is going to do well. It could be reasonably assumed that Williams is going to do well. Like, for example, I will probably be on Alex Albon to be in the points at Silverstone. Like, that's a good track for them. But Sargent's an interesting case. I think you kind of have to just monitor with him and see what he does in his first season. But the team I'm really interested in is is Haas. I think they're a really interesting case to watch this year because, as I said, with you know, my allude to Mercedes and Ferrari earlier, experience does matter. And they have two very experienced drivers who have both shown capable of, you know, stealing some spots from the top teams in the early races. Now, again, 
kind of need to temper those expectations a little bit based on what I said, which is it is only a two race sample and we'll kind of have to see what they did, what they do moving forward. But they just seem to be, there's a chance they could finish sixth this year. There's also a chance they finish 10th. Like uh, I, it's kind of a, a high floor, low ceiling kind of, or excuse me, a high ceiling, low floor situation because if all goes right for Haas, they could start to creep up on a team like Alpine. But if we if we know we go back to the Haas that we all kind of know and love, it could be really a, a long season for them. So I, I'm really interested to see what happens with them. Williams, eh, I don't know. Like it's I, I just don't know. Like they're they're the same thing, I guess. Like they could be I think they could be as high as seventh or they could be really bad. Obviously yeah. getting Latifi out of there helps, but you know, we'll kind of have to wait and see with them. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope that Logan's Logan Sargent's able to do well. Like you said, it's still his rookie season. We've seen guys struggle to get off the blocks in their rookie years. You look at obviously Mick and Nikita struggled, although Joe started hot, but kind of petered out towards the end. Alfa Romeo is kind of an interesting team. I was kind of disappointed with what they looked like through testing, but they have Valtteri Botas, who has won, I think, double-digit races, um, and the pairing seems to be getting along really well, which seem, teams that have you know a good, a good teammate relationship seem to work mostly better other than Red Bull. It doesn't really seem to matter what the teammate pairing is at Red Bull. It's just Max will do well. But, you know, certainly interesting. Like, you know, I agree that the real battle, you know, obviously those those three right underneath Red Bull, but that bottom of of the standings is going to be really, really interesting. It came down to like teams tied last year and getting it with whoever got the, the highest race position in, in one race. So it's, I, I agree. It's going to be super, super interesting. Um, what did you think of the newest season of Drive to Survive? Just curious. You're a big fan like myself. We kind of got yeah, thrown into this I, world because of that show, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was... I feel like it's different watching it, knowing that when you know what happens. Yeah. And there, I don't know, like, it, it didn't appear that there was as much drama as, you know, the past seasons. Except for that, mostly, one, that one meeting. The one yeah, mostly meeting. the two things I was interested to see were the, the Piastri saga and the Coscap mm-hmm. saga. And those were interesting to watch. But for the most part, I think, I don't know, I don't want to say the show has lost some of its, you know, glamour and flavor and everything, but... I think it's no, it was. I watched it. I'm not gonna yeah. lie; it's not like I quit halfway through. But it it it, it was I mean, not as enjoyable as the first two seasons. Let me put they're it what five way. seasons in. This was their uh-huh. fifth season. Yeah, it's a pretty good run, I guess. But I mean, now you see all these other sports are wanting like I want a drive to survive <laughs> type show. Yeah, um, so that's cool. So let's talk a little bit more. Um, about the driver pairing at Alpine. Yeah. It seems so far so good, but still so early on. But you can see there's definitely a little bit of of tension whenever they're near each other. They're like not really next to each other and yeah. kind of skirting around the uh, 
the drama that supposedly happened with like one of their girlfriends being with someone else and it's gone through to this yeah. this point. Um, do you think that could affect their point scoring at some point? I mean, we've seen Ocon have these issues with Perez when he was at Force India and then last year with Alonso at Alpine. It could turn out to be to be interesting for for that yeah, French was- team. I was really interested because, and sort of, this was the interesting part of Drive to Survive this season, was they didn't really allude to the personal problems between Ocon and Gasly when they were covering the saga of who was signing who, and, you know, who was going where, and, and it just kind of made it seem like everything was sunshine and rainbows with them, and of course, anyone who follows it closely knows that's not the case. Yeah. It's looked so far like there aren't going to be any problems, but I mean, you never kind of know what's going on behind the scenes. And I think it's different. This will be a good sort of, you know, testing point for Alpine because up and up through his career, Ocon's never been what most perceive as, you know, the lead driver, like the, the team's, you know, marquee driver. And Alpine will never say it publicly because they're close enough to each other. O'Connor and Gasly are in terms of experience and results that, you know, it's like, oh, we have like, it's like in the NFL when we're like, oh, we have two good quarterbacks. Why would we like name one the starter? It's like, so I think that you're never going to get them to say it publicly, but O'Connor is the lead driver of that team. And so we'll, we'll kind of have to see like, I don't think. I mean, they're they're perfectly average, as I said earlier. Yeah, so I don't I think totally so. Like, I think they know their ex- what the expectations are for them. I think, you know, the range of possibilities for them in terms of finishing position in the constructors is probably other than Red Bull is probably the lowest amongst other teams. Like, I think. I mean, if all goes wrong for Ferrari, sure they could be in fourth, but. I think they're clearly better than, you know, the five teams I listed off six to yeah. 10th in whatever order. And I think a lot has to go for that. A lot has to go wrong for them to finish anywhere, but you know, fifth, like, let's say yeah. that I, th- I think that's clearly their goal. Yeah. And, you know, but they're not going to be lower than six. They have a, they have enough, you know, they have enough opportunity to score points that, you know, they're not going to be in contention for the title, but yeah. they're also not going to be, you know, in the relegation places, as I like to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Although I like, I'm, I'm just not overly impressed by the two drivers over the past few years. I think, you know, a lot of people, they're both race winners, of course, but they both kind of won races in instances where the front guys took each other out. They should not have. Yes. They, correct. Right. You know, like my co-hosts, I think they are a little bit more optimistic about Pierre. Um, I found last year he was pretty disappointing. Um, Alphatari is yeah, obviously it was. T- I bet on a him a lot back. last yeah. year because he was sort of in that sweet spot where he was always kind of close enough to a points finish right. that you could make a case for him, but you know, ultimately ended up not being good enough to finish in the points. And I think there must have been four or five races in a row where I bet VR Gasly to be in the points and he never was. So yeah. it's like, I, I do think it was interesting that they went for a guy like him 
versus trying to poach like a bigger name maybe and obviously like the finances of that are interesting but I I don't know like I I think he's clearly the worst of the two drivers and I think yeah he can do enough to get in the points enough times where it could make an impact but that team is going to live and die by what by what Ocon does because his ceiling is much higher than than Gasly's ceiling like he's there's an argument to be made Ocon could battle for a top six finish more often than his implied odds would suggest he could. Yeah. But, you know, I I just think they're kind of a meh team that's yeah. they're going to finish fifth and everyone's going to be like, yep, you did exactly what you were supposed to and we're not surprised at all by the outcome. I have to say for Drive to Survive, I did really like the Pierre yuki bromance video i remember you're not the biggest yuki fan at least his driving style i don't know about him personally but um it was it was cool to see their their little bromance one little tidbit i'll share i am softening on yuki sonoda to the point where my f1 fantasy team name this year is the yuki (laughs) sonoda workout plan yeah so i think like i i was trying to think of a creative name and i even had my friend text me like hey that's a pretty good f1 team name so i i am like i'm softening the stance on yuki sonoda he's a good character i feel like um, if nothing else he's a, if nothing it's like else, right. i think andy roddick said this at one point he's like if nothing else i'm a good quote and yeah. it is like i think that's yuki sonoda like if nothing else he's entertaining yeah he'll have some good radio radio uh yeah he'll tell he'll tell through. somebody to screw on the radio mm-hmm. and he'll give a funny press conference every now and then will buxton will ask him a funny question and he'll have About an equally funny something. answer yeah <laughs> If nothing else, he will be the comic relief of the grid. Yeah. Yeah. I like Yuki. He has to give up the corner. I had to bounce ahead. What is wrong with these people? And uh, so we're probably getting towards the end of it here. I'm curious, who do you think is going to be the best rookie this year? So who do we have? We've got kind of DeVries. He had that points finish last year, but I still consider him a rookie. It's his first full season. Piastri, who drove really well at Jeddah, but then had the crash on lap one, and that kind of yep. ruined his whole race. And then mm-hmm. Logan Sargent, of course. Um, who do you think is going to, let's say, get the most points this year? I mean, okay, that's a tough question. Because like, they're all kind of like on teams that yeah, could like really go either all, way. Yeah, they're all kind of on, I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, McLaren's a mess. And I mean, it's so sad. <laughs> like it's really bad there. And I mean, you would think even, as a like, Philadelphia fan, the- I'd be used to teams disappointing me all the time, but it still hurts yeah. every single time. I mean, you can even see it in Lando Norris doing pre-race interviews with Martin Brundle. He's just like, dude. He's like, it's it's almost like he's in a hostage situation, but he's not allowed to say he's in a hostage situation. And he's trying to say the right thing to Martin Brundle where it's like, get me out of here. I mean, there's too much money in McLaren for them to be this bad. Right. And there's too many smart people working there that, you know, maybe once the updates come, all will be well with the world. That's how it kind of happened last year. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then I would say Piastri is going to be the best rookie. But, yeah, I'll still say Piastri. Like, for all of their problems, I I think DeVries, 
I mean, yeah, he did well in a like a Williams last year, yeah. so maybe. But I think Alfatari too. I've never held them fully in high regard, and I think Sargent's on what I have rated as the worst team. So it, it's tough for me to see that, especially like the gap between him and Albon is pretty severe. So they're, yeah. they're going to be focusing all their attention on Alex Albon, trying to get the points as many times as possible so that they can, you know, not be last in the constructors yeah, championship, which money. of course is where all the money is. So, I mean, I guess I'm going to just buy the lowest of lows on McLaren and say Piastri, but yeah, it, I kind of, but you could ask me that in August, and I would give a wildly different answer. Right. I kind of lean. I, I lean with Piastri, but I think that I think I think personally, Alphatari is probably the worst car on the grid so far. Although they have the Red Bull engine, which does give them something. They have pace there. I think Williams is going to be a little bit better than last this year. So I'm hoping maybe it's my optimism that the u.s kid is going to be able to do well and move up the grid a little bit so my heart is saying logan but my head is saying oscar with you can i ask you a question please who is higher in the drivers championship this year stroll or ocon uh stroll stroll is higher right really interesting at the season's end you think lance stroll is going to be higher than esteban ocon yeah, I do. I do. Interesting. Um, okay, I'm so very. I, that's see. Like there are a lot. This is this is what keeps every keeps me intrigued with F1. Right? Is there all of these many subplots I create in my mind that I just follow, irrespective of whether I have money on them or not? I like that. And I'm really interested to see what happens with Lance Stroll and what happens with Esteban Ocon because of all of what I just said. Yeah. So last year. I I, I kind of hated Lance Stroll. Okay, um, just the whole the whole story of Stroll, the Stroll family in F one got under my skin. But I've been watching older races over the past year and a half, and at the point where I am now, I'm watching 2017, which is his rookie season, and he got a pretty amazing podium drive in Baku in his rookie season and it's showing me and this is I mean his dad had money in Williams at the time but he wasn't the owner of the team it was still Claire Williams in charge at the time and I can see that they he's got some skill there and then I kind of look back over the races that I've watched over the past few seasons I'm like okay he has he has talent it's it's not like Mazaspin where he's really only in the drive because his dad gave so much money to the team. Right. I, and like I said, the Alpine drivers, I'm just not sold on them. They're unreliable. The cars are unreliable okay. and the drivers I'm not sold on yet. Maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe Ocon will take this rivalry with his teammate and that will propel him. Um, but yeah, at the moment, I think that Stroll will probably be ahead of them. All right. All right. I'll be interested to see. Yeah. Do you want to give everybody where they can find your find your information, um, where they can you find can your golf try. stuff and your soccer stuff? We've got lots of soccer fans that watch, that, wa- that listen right. to the undercut, well, good to, too. Good to hear it. I, I, I am sad to report I will not be doing much F1 writing this year. 
but I'll still be following it closely. I'll yeah. still be betting it. So you can follow me in the Action Network app. If if there are picks for F1 races, those are the easy places you can find it. But elsewhere, you can find me in the sports betting section of the Chicago Tribune. That is where a lot of my work goes. So if you're cool. looking to you know find some some golf, some soccer, some a random hodgepodge of other stuff, you can go find me in chicagotribune.com slash sports betting. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show again. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Thanks for listening to The Undercut with Jason, Martin, and Nick. And look out for our next episode where we'll review the Australian Grand Prix. Thanks again.